we pray. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Then we look at Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. And he spake this parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. Always to pray and not to faint. So Jesus also gave us an example of a, a widow who always prayed, consistently prayed without failing. She was looking for something. She, she, she wanted something. Let's read it. Uh, uh, let's start from verse uh, uh, 1. Say, uh, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Verse 2. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. So just is saying that if a wicked judge who did not regard human beings, he didn't care about men, he didn't, how much more a widow? If a wicked judge who rejected this widow had to give her what she wanted because she continued to come to him day and night, always coming to him. Every day you see the widow there. So the judge said, look, this woman is coming so much. She's coming too many times. I better give her what she wants, otherwise she'll weary me. Then, what's the next verse? Verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. So meaning that even though Jesus is being patient with us and he wants to give us what we want, how much more will God, please keep it on verse 7, how much more will God avenge us, give us what we are looking for as we continue to come? If an, a wicked judge will grant a widow what she's looking for, how much more the righteous God, as we keep coming to him, he would eventually give us what we want. So we should never give up. Then verse 8 says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? So this is very, very, very important. This, very, this clearly tells us that prayer is also asking God for what we are looking for. Then when you go to Ephesians chapter 6, from verse uh, 12 to 18, it talks about the spiritual warfare. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 10, sorry. Put on the whole armor of God that he may able to be, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places or in the heavenlies. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. So this is warfare. That he may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins get about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith he shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the family members. No, for all saints. So you see that this is, pray, prayer is something that God uses to seal the whole armor and the whole warfare. Hallelujah. But later on when we talk about the armor of God, you realize that all the parts of the armor are different applications of the word of God. That's all. You, it's very interesting. It's just different applications of the word of God. Let's quickly go through it. Let's go to verse 13. No, verse 14, sorry. I believe it's 14 that is that. I'll just list them, but we'll talk about that another time. Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, the belt of truth, the truth of God's word, speaking the truth. So when you know God's word, it is a belt to you. Hallelujah. The truth of God's word. We'll talk, I mean, this, I'm just giving snip, snippets. And having the breastplate of righteousness. Now, the breastplate of righteousness is our right standing with God. Righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness is, therefore, 
you and I, not only having right standing with God, but we are now made righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. So when God sees us, he doesn't see our sins. He sees perfect people. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus, once we put our trust in him. So righteousness is right standing with God. So it means that when someone sins, the Bible says in 1 John 2, 1, you don't need to turn to it, or you, by the time I finish, you will not get back to 6.14. 1 John 2, 1, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So if any man sin, we have an advocate, but we are not supposed to sin. Hallelujah. So when someone sins, he, for he who knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. So, we'll see, I mean, we sin regularly. Hallelujah. So when someone sins and they feel condemned, what happens? Then we need to apply the word of God, which says, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you see that the breastplate is there for you and I to use the word of God to assure our salvation, assure our righteousness, because our righteousness is by faith in Jesus Christ. Would, another time we'll talk about that but this is an application of the word of God applying the word of God that says I am righteous and my sins will be forgiven when I confess my sins so we need to know the word to have our breastplate on your breastplate is down when you feel condemned oh I've sinned I'm going down I don't feel worthy what's the point of going to church what's the point of I'm a sinner God will not forgive me God is punishing me for my sins your breastplate is down next verse and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So you and I, how do you prepare? It means that anyone who is preparing for the word of God is preparing through the word, studying the word to be able to show the gospel of peace, to share the gospel of peace to people. How are you going to share what you don't have? You first need to understand the word, teach the word. You see, this message I'm talking, I'm, 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 we're going to share, it's a three-month message, the armor of God. I'm just giving us like a few seconds of it. Hallelujah. So that's the gospel of peace. So you need to know the word, read the word, understand the word so that you can share it. Doing, doing that is like shoes for you. It protects you. Imagine you have your soles of your feet. You are running around with no shoes and there are glasses and stones. You get hurt. In the same way, many hurt when we don't share the gospel. Next verse. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, the shield of faith is very important. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, what does the shield of faith do? The shield of faith, number one, you get faith through the word. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Hallelujah. So, how does the shield of faith work? There's a sickness. There's a condition. There is a problem. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says... By his stripes, I was healed. So a sin is trying to come your way. Use the word of God to deflect it. When there's a problem, use the word of God to deflect it, saying that the Bible says, no, I'm not going to be afraid. No, fear is not going to get me. Why? Because First Timothy 2, uh, sorry, yeah, 2.17, is that right? I'm rushing to him. First Timothy 1.17. Uh, Let's look at First Timothy 1.17. I'm just trying to give a quick, no, First Timothy, Second Timothy 1.7. Second Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Second Timothy 1 7, please. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So you say, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says in 2 uh, uh, Timothy 1 7, for God has not given me the spirit of fear. So I'm not going to fear. I rebuke fear in Jesus' name. Fear runs away, flees. So the shield of faith means that no matter what comes my way, no matter the onslaught, no matter the evil that the devil tries to bring my way, my shield is the word of God, the promises of God. God has promised me many things. God has told me that the battle is not mine but his. God has told me that I am healed by his stripes. God has told me that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. God has told me that he's given me authority over all the power of the devil. When I use that authority, the devil flees application of the word the shield of faith next let's go back to efficient yes then what's the next one verse 17 the helmet of salvation now the helmet of salvation Thessalonians says for a helmet the hope of salvation so salvation is hope 
So this helmet is our hope. Hope for salvation. Many people are not assured of their salvation. But when you know the word of God and you study the word of God, anytime you are doubting your salvation, the Bible says, I'm saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ. And because I have faith in Jesus Christ, in his death, burial, and resurrection, oh, I am saved. The devil cannot tell me I'm not saved. I am saved and heaven bound. You see that the, 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 the helmet is on. Hope. Hope for the future. Hope for the resurrection. Hope for tomorrow is the helmet. The Bible says, with the, uh, uh, <clears throat> without hope, the heart is sick. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. So, the helmet. And then the sword of the spirit, a sword is used, is the only offensive weapon. You can use the shield to, to offend yourself. I mean, to defend, you can use the shield to hurt someone. But the sword is the one that you use to pierce the enemy. The devil is coming your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out, spirit of infirmity. So the sword of the spirit is used to attack the devil, to fight the devil with the word of God. The sword. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is quick or alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of joint and marrow and of the soul and the spirit. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. That is the word of God. It's a sword, two-edged sword. How many are hearing what I'm talking about? Now let's go back to Ephesians chapter, uh, I think it's verse 17 we're in on. Ephesians 6, 17. The helmet of salvation. Okay, now on 18. Then prayer to seal everything. Praying always. Prayer is spiritual warfare also. Praying always. Always with every type of prayer. Prayer of supplication. Prayer of consecration. Prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer of intercession. Praying all the different types of prayer. And supplication in the spirit and be watching thereunto with perseverance. Who oh, glory to God and supplication for all saints. All saints. So prayer is very important. It is what? It is communicating with our Father in heaven. It is asking God for our requests. It is also thanking God and praising God and just communicating with God. And it is spiritual warfare. When we are talking about the armor, it will be more detailed. Like I said, I've preached it for three months, just the armor of God, because there are details that are very important about the armor. But it is very, very important. So we need strategies for prayer. Why? Because many people don't pray. Not because they don't want to pray, but many people struggle to find the time to pray. So we need strategies to find the time to pray, to figure out how to pray. Because at the end of the day, we need to pray. God is not concerned about what we are doing that prevents us from praying. God just says pray. If Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus who was with the Father, equal with the Father, besides the Father, always existed, needed to pray when he came down to the earth. And needed to pray daily needed to pray all night long before making decisions, needed to pray a great while before day, how much more you and I? Jesus was our example. So it shows that you and I need to be a people of prayer, no matter what, making sure we find the time to pray. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus asked the apostles after praying for one hour, what? You are sleeping? Could you not watch with me for one hour? To me, one hour is the bare minimum of prayer time for the Christian. Daily prayer should be at least one hour a day. Because the Bible says that the Christians, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. So a disciple should be praying for at least one hour a day. And you and I, we are just disciples of Christ, but we've, given, we've been given the name Christians first at Antioch. So you and I should be able to pray for at least one hour hour a day. At least one hour a day. And he cometh unto them, Matthew 26, 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto them, Peter, what? 
Could ye not watch with me one hour? But I believe as you keep progressing in the Lord and you want to do more for God, three hours will be the other standard. But for now, but for the general Christian, at least an hour. Because Jesus prayed one hour, then he went to pray again as he did in the past, and then came back and saw them asleep, and then went to do the same thing again. So even though it's, it, 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 it's not clearly said, it is <clears throat> implied that he prayed one hour, came to the apostles. Why? He couldn't watch with me for one hour. Went again and went again saying the same words. So if you are saying the same words, most likely you are saying the same thing for the same period of time. Three hours. But let's start with the hour. Let's start with the hour. Why? Because even Peter on the rooftop, he prayed and he prayed so long that he fell asleep and entered into a trance. Jesus, the Bible says, a great while before day. Let me just get to that and then we continue. I don't think we'll be able to even... Okay. Let's look at Mark 135. <clears throat> and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. There prayed. A great while before day. Think about it. A great while before day. Luke 6, 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Apostle Paul, when he had meetings with the people, it was all night. That's where we know the name Eutychus. That he fell down. So it meant that he was having a camp meeting all night. Getting to early part of the morning, Eutychus was so heavy with sleep. And he was sitting on a window because he was they were, they, were, they were hearing the word of God for so long that he fell. When Apostle Paul prayed and God raised him from the dead, then Apostle Paul continued. So it means that there are times that people will sleep because of the hours prayed and used. Amen? What do you think? And then you can read later on if you want. Matthew 26, 36 to 46. Mark 14, 32 to 42. Luke 22, 40 to 46. About the Garden of Gethsemane and the time Jesus spent, and it will be clear. So disciples, we are disciples of Christ. And the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Daniel chapter 6, we've been talking about the importance of prayer. Now Daniel 6.10 shows that Daniel was also someone who never stopped praying. No matter what it was, even if it was going to cost him his life, Daniel always maintained his prayer. Always without fail. Always without fail. And that's why he was always at the highest level. Always at the highest level. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime, meaning that as he did on a regular basis in the past. Daniel was so great. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about a statue with the head of gold with the chest and arms of silver, with the belly and thighs of bronze, with the legs of iron, and the feet partly iron, partly clay, which represented different world empires. The Babylonian, the Medo-Persian, the Grecian or Greek empire, then the Roman empire. Daniel was present and a great leader, second in command in two. Nevertheless, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, he was second in command. So three different regimes. What a blessing. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. And that is Daniel. That is Daniel. Look at Psalm 91, verse 14. 
big uh, NLT, please. No, sorry, NASB. The most accurate translation of the Bible are NASB and King James. No time to go into it yet, but it is. They are all good. Oh, I use all of them, especially the NLT, the other ones. They are very good. But NESB and King James are the most accurate. So I always have those two as my reference point. Why? Because there's a difference between textual translation and interpretive translation. Hallelujah. I want to know exactly what they were saying in terms of the Greek to English or Hebrew to English uh, uh, with the rules of English language. The interlinear is the top. That one, there are no rules to English. It's just translated directly. So you know, understand what they are saying. Jesus went home to uh, uh, pray. He says, Jesus pray home went because the, the, the rules are not used in the interlinear. Hallelujah, but nevertheless, it's good. So Psalm 91 verse 14, because he had set his love upon me, or because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. I will set him securely on high. When we pray, we will be set by God securely on high. Securely on high. We will be secure. We will never be able to go down. We will not be able to go down. You can go up. But something can pull you down. How many remember, was it one of the CEOs, was it one of the airlines or Best Buy? One of these places was fired by the shareholders. Which one was that? One of the CEOs. Which one? Some time back. Or is it McDonald's? Okay. <laughs> one of these guys, hallelujah, was pulled down. Why? Because of a comment he made or there was something that happened and one of them, he had, to, he had to go. Otherwise, things would just go down. Which one? Was it Wells Fargo? Yes, one of these CEOs. A comment, yes. And he was put down. That's because he was not securely on high. When God puts you there, you are not going down. Right. Securely on high. I will set him securely on high. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. Securely on high. Naji will be needing you soon. Securely on high because he has known my name. Then we began to talk about what it means. This verse is saying, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. So God will deliver us because we love him. Very important. Now, God will secure us on high because we know his name. Now, we talked about the fact that what does it mean to know his name? How is that linked to prayer? Then we began to talk about 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 to 23. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Uh, King James, please. Verse 20, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Verse 21, beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. This is different from answer prayer. Whatever I ask you, I receive of you. Whatever I ask, I receive of him. Whatever we ask, we receive of him. This is not maybe, maybe not. It is guaranteed. Why? Because we keep his commandments. And we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandment. So... As for the loved one, so you are guaranteed answered prayer if you are able to fulfill two conditions. Most of the promises in the Bible have conditions. Even long life and it will be well with you, honor your father and mother. Most of them have conditions. Now, love, so you believe on his name, 
in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another. After love one another, go to First Corinthians chapter 13. When we are talking about love, we'll get it. Or the good Samaritan. Go to First John. It says a lot about love. So that one, we can get it. Now, the name of his son Jesus Christ. How do you believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ? You believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ by not feeling that the name of Jesus Christ is just an end to a prayer. Like saying amen. Many people, including I, used to do in the past, when I'm praying, oh, Father God, I pray for this thing in Jesus' name. I just use in Jesus' name because that is what the Bible says to do. But as I'm using Jesus' name, I don't remember that it has power. I don't remember that that name is the most excellent name. I, don't, I, I sometimes forget that that name is higher than every name and that at the name of Jesus, not even the mention, but at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow on earth, in heaven, under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you and I need to remember that that name, when we use that name, that name has so much weight in heaven. That name is so powerful in heaven that that is the only, he's the only one who is able to open the seals to redeem mankind. According to Revelation, he's the only one, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has prevailed to, re, to open the seal. So he is so powerful. So that name, not only that, but if I come to you and I say the president and this is his seal. He told me that this is what I should do. Or in the olden days, the king, the king said, I should come and talk to you about this thing. Once you see this king's seal, right now the president, yes, it's okay, but there are so many, there are so many different things that we can't use that well. But if you use the olden day king, when the king gives you a decree and says, this is what we are going to do, has a seal, stamps it, that is it. If you have the seal of the king and you ask anyone for anything, you'll be give, given it. In the same way, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Because his name is higher than every name, everything needs to give way. Everything needs to give way. Demons are subject unto us through his name. So his name is wonderful, but many people put it on their necks like a good luck charm. They use the name once in a while. Maybe it would solve the problem. Maybe. But in the name of Jesus, it's not supposed to be a maybe. It's supposed to be a guarantee. I use the name and that settles it. And that is why we get everything we are looking for when we believe in his name. You can be a good Christian, heaven bound, pleasing to God, but not believe in his name. You can never believe in the name of Jesus if you don't believe in Jesus. But you can believe in Jesus Christ and not believe in his name. What do I mean? Yes, it's through his name we are saved. But you can believe in Jesus Christ and not believe that his name can heal from cancer. You can believe in the name of Jesus Christ, but when there is a diagnosis or whatever, then you start to prepare yourself for death and not say to yourself that, at least let me use the name. When there is a condition, you can say to yourself, I'm praying, but let me bow in sorrow because I don't really feel that as I use the name, it has to work. So let me bow in sorrow. But that name is the most excellent name. It's the name that is above every name. And there's an example of it in Acts. The Bible says in Acts that when Peter and John were going towards the gate called Beautiful, they saw a man who was lame from his mother's womb being laid daily in front of the gate called Beautiful. Jesus also passed by the gate called Beautiful many times, but didn't heal him because he left him for the apostles to heal. Because Jesus was always going to the temple. So on their way to the temple, they passed through the gate called Beautiful, Peter and John. And the lame man begging for alms saw Peter and John, and they stopped, and he expected money from them. Then Peter fixed his eyes on him and said, silver and gold I do not have. But I'll give you what I have in the name. Who oh, glory. In the name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Sister Emma was in, with me when we used the name and it worked. We went downtown to do outreach. And there was a man who was deaf in one year. There was also another lady who was deaf in another year. We told him that where we first saved him, because that's the most important. That's salvation is more important than healing. Amen? So he was saved. 
Then we asked him, do you want your ears to go be healed? He said, yes. Then the name of Jesus, was there a prayer meeting? Oh, let's pray. Let's gather together. Pray, Jesus, we bind, we bind. In the streets, did you do that? In the name of Jesus Christ, open, yes, open. And the yes opened in front of everyone, too. Yeah, it's on video. If you go on my Facebook, it's on video. We saw it. A man and a woman separate. Not because of anything we did, but the name was used, and it would have been very embarrassing. So I must have said, no, the name has to work. But I've gotten to a point that it shouldn't embarrass me. There was a man who had no eyes balls. I mean, his eyes were removed. He was blind with glasses. And I said, I'm going to pray for him to get his eyes. This was a crusade in Minneapolis. It didn't work. I was embarrassed. It's God. It was God who was going to be honored. He didn't feel like doing it. No problem. But it was a man who was dead from his mother's womb. And God opened his eyes also in that place, the crusade also, because the name was used. Amen. The name. I said the name. So Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he held him by the hand, and the man leaped up and walked. His ankle bones received strength. Then later on, as the people saw them, they were excited. Isn't this the man who was born a, a, a lame and could not walk? Why is he leaping and jumping and praising God? Wow, what is this? Then they started to look at Peter and John as if it was through their holiness that the man was healed. Then Peter said, why look ye on us as though it was through our own power and holiness this man was made to walk? But in his name. Oh, oh hallelujah. In his name. Through faith in his name hath made this man to walk and has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So that verse, if you can get it, is saying that in his name, verse 16, through faith in his name, please, verse 16, and his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. His name, but not only his name. Let's continue. Whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So having faith in Jesus Christ and having faith in his name is what made this man strong and walk. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So it is very, very important for us to pray using his name. Now we can link it to Psalm 91 verse 14. He will be set securely on high because he has known my name. So the name of Jesus Christ is known. And that is why when we pray, we are guaranteed answered prayer and we are set securely on high. Because he has known my name. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Because he has known my name. So ladies and gentlemen, it's very important for us to pray and have confidence that prayer works. There are so many times we can get discouraged. God, why? I've tried to raise the dead three times and it didn't work and I asked God why I was so broke, I was so sad. Why? <laughs> why didn't the person get up. I followed what he did with Lazarus. I called, come. I, I, I said all of this. It didn't happen. But it doesn't matter. When you pray and it looks like it didn't work, so far as God is concerned, it worked. Because God's word never fails. So whether or not you've had discouraging times, whether or not it seemed that in the past the prayer didn't work, so far as God is concerned, the prayers always work. Forget about the past and look forward to the future. Forget about those things which are behind and look forward to what God is going to do in my life and in your life. Because prayer works. God's word works. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet? Amen.
and let's speak to the Lord. And ask him. It's okay. And ask him to be gracious unto us. Speak to the Lord and tell him to do a new thing in your life. To give you the heart of prayer. The heart to pray. The heart to be devoted to him. Oh Jesus, we want you. We want more of you. We want to we want to be people of prayer. We want to believe we've made you too small in our eyes. Oh Lord, forgive us. We need to, Lord, we want to trust you more. We want to depend upon you more. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, help us to see your word, to have a revelation of your word. Lord, help us by your paraclete, your Holy Spirit, your helper, our helper, our comforter, our strengthener, our ever-present help in our time of need. Help us to be people who trust in your word, believe in prayer, people who pray. For your word says, if my people who are called by my name who humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will heal them. I will heal their land. Lord, help us to pray. Give us the grace to be people of prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, just speak to him and talk to him. Ask him, Lord, I want to be a person of prayer. Make me a person of prayer. Make me a person of prayer. For your word says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we should know that he will grant us the petitions that we have desired of him. Father God, may we have confidence in your word. May we have confidence in you, O oh God. May we depend upon your word day and night and on a regular basis. May you give us the grace to pray all the time. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Whilst we are praying, if you are here or you are watching, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are far away from God, if you know in your heart that you need Jesus, you, you, you need a, the new birth experience, you want to be born again, you want to be saved, the Bible says that the condition for salvation is that we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. We believe that he died on the cross for our sins, his blood was shed for our sins, and that God raised him from the dead. This is the condition once we believe with our hearts. If you want Jesus Christ to save you, you are watching, you want Christ Jesus to save you, I want you to just raise your hands and I'll pray with you right where you are. Just raise your hands and Jesus wants us just the way we are. Some people feel that, oh, let me sort my life out. Let me fix things in my life. And then I come to Jesus. Mistake. Because it is Jesus who fixes our lives. Jesus wants us just the way we are. When we come to him, he fixes our lives right there. Zero percent probability of we fixing our lives ourselves. Impossible. It's the Lord who will fix our lives. That's why Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone will hear me, let him open the door and I'll come in and I'll sup with him. Let's all repeat after me. The confession of faith. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. That He died on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe. That his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe. I believe. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From all, unrighteousness, from all unrighteousness, from today, from today 
I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Keep them and preserve them. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. Offering time. It's time for us to give. You can give to the Lord by text to give or by Zelle or by PayPal. And so it's time for us to give, pay our tithe, give our offering. And that will be a blessing. And God will bless you. Amen. So God wants us to give cheerfully, willingly, not out of compulsion. So give a good offering to God and he will bless you. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Before we continue, we have a two-minute clip of our crusade we had in Rwanda. Hallelujah. We will be going to have a crusade in Ghana. Hallelujah. Uh, a, a part of Africa. So this is a, a, a two-minute clip. And after that, uh, we will continue. Hallelujah. Just a short two-minute clip in Jesus' name. Can we have the lights? Uh, uh, no, in fact, yes, thank you. Okay. was Jesus dying on the cross to save us from our sins. This might be your last call. One more chance. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how sinful you are. It doesn't matter if you are a drug addict. It doesn't matter if you are a prostitute. It doesn't matter if you are a prostitute. It not I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. 
Jewe nari maze imyaka icumi nduka uburozi butavamo ejo niho yambiye ngo uzazamuke ngugende uhagare hari uhamye ko ngukijije uburozi hari umuntu wari warantandegeye mu gatubuza sinageraga gucya sinageraga gucya ari kubungubu ndumva mbishobora it has been 10 years she has been vomiting poison she was she was bewitched and someone stepped on her chest so she couldn't move all this part she couldn't raise the hand. Now, where she could see blurry things on the other mountain, but as you prayed, she put her faith in Christ and pressed her hand on the stomach and on the eyes. And when she opened her eyes, she could see the people on the other bank. Wow! So that's an amazing miracle of God. food and clothing. Amen. On these outreaches or crusades, JHMC always is providing food and clothing and all the medical supplies that I listed to uh, the people. Amen. JHMC recently in Rwanda, in this very crusade that we saw, JHMC was able to provide free medical insurance to over 500 people and also provided food and other supplies to the genocide victims. Amen in Rwanda, the future goals of JHMC. JHMC, like Reverend David said, is going to Tamale next month. Amen. We are going to Tamale. There's going to be a very massive crusade in Tamale. And in 2023, JHMC, God willing, will be going to Honduras, Rwanda, Costa Rica, Philippines, and Ghana. Amen. 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 We have several ways you know, that you can be a support to this crusade or this mission. So these are the ways, you know, uh, displayed on the screen. We do have several ways that you can give to support this crusade. Amen. And if you want to know more about the crusade, you can speak to myself or anyone right after the service and we'll be glad to help you with that. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to us. We want to take a short time to have our announcements. Is there any new person here with us today? Shall we go around and welcome the new people? Welcome to Christ Revealed International Church where Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. We are grateful that you were able to take time of your busy schedule to uh, have fellowship with us today. Our weekly services. On Wednesdays, we do have uh, in-service Bible, Bible teaching from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Thursdays, we do pray. You know, Reverend David just spoke to us about prayer and strategies of prayer. Prayer is just like learning anything, maybe learning to play the drums or the keyboard. Amen. And the way for you to get it is to do it repeatedly. Amen. To practice. So you can use this one hour prayer time on Thursdays. It's on Zoom. You can join us to pray. 